Welcome listeners to another episode of the Authentic Conviction podcast. We are operating virtually today via Zoom with my man J-Rock and I really hope that uh, that Mr. Josh Pyle is able to actually cut some of these videos with him in them because he's always the one behind the camera not in front of it but Josh has been instrumental in all the things that we've been working hard on for the last gosh about 14 months and we wanted to uh you know Josh and I talked about you know kind of mixing and not just doing guests but actually getting to the point where we can really leverage the things that we've been able to do and some of the ideas that we've been able to cultivate over the last you know 14 15 months and then use those as as learning tools as again putting more tools in the toolbox for the people that are listening because we want to really go over something that's really fun to talk about today which is branding and positioning and we've had a lot of inspirational stuff josh i'm going to throw it to you and ask you if you remember what, what what you remember the show that i that i was all on fire about when that i watched and i came in i said no i didn't i didn't wait till i came in i texted you that night and i said i'm watching this show yeah so you remember what it was it's whatever mark Wahlberg show is it Wahlburgers or is it another Wahlberg show wall street wall street there you go nice little play on his last name w-h-w-a-h-l street and um, you know, we can, we can, we can ping, uh, Mr. Mr. Walk, Wal Mark Wahlberg on this. And not only is he one of my favorite actors, but he is a, he is just a business just stud. I mean, he gets it. And the thing that really, that really resonated with me, and I want to use that wall street, uh, I guess, show that whole idea mindset around how we're doing our whole deal, how we're building our hub and spokes models, what I call it. And I'm watching this show and not only does it resonate with me what he's doing from a positioning perspective and from um, all his various businesses that, that he's taking on, but it really sunk in with me and how he loves working with and trusting the people that are that are closest to him. Like he says, I could find 10 people that maybe are more qualified in any one of the areas that I'm bringing people in, but why would I risk that when I know I've got somebody that he, right here in front of me that I can't wait to share success with and i know they're going to be vested in it so i mean josh is that not exactly what we're doing it's exactly what we're doing and what you what you were doing already before you even watched the show and and i think what he does such a good job of that you do too is knowing where his lane is right so he knows he's the face and he's the ideas and he's putting all these people in the right place but there's no reason that he has to be on the day-to-day -day execution he's not flipping burgers he's not he's probably not even doing much more than looking at the P&L of that business, right? But right. he knows if I put all the people that I trust in the right place, and I have the idea and the vision and the brand that I'm building, it allows him to do anything that he wants. I mean, he can sell paper towels if he wants, if he puts his face on. Mm -hmm. And I think what you've done and, and what you're starting to do is build out those different areas. So mm -hmm. to go from really having Fortegic and BC513 14 months ago when we met, which is crazy that we've only known each other for 14 months, when we met, you know, having those two streams of income to saying, we're going to go do this thing with Rebel, we're going to do Apex, we're going to do Blue Skies, Green Light at some point, you know, to go from two to almost five things in that amount of time and to say, I have the people around me that I need, and I don't have to be day to day on coding or whatever the thing is that you don't want to be a part of, you're building the brand and putting the people in the right place. So that I mean, you nailed it, man. And, and, and you know, the cool thing is, and what I hope I, what I hope that people get out of this, like yesterday, I got a, I got a text from my nephew and they have no idea how inspirational it is for me that they're, they're sending messages. I mean, I think you did the stats. We were in the top 5% of downloaded podcasts. Uh, You're above night. that now. That is like, for me, I got to tell you, and yes, this is going to sound like a ripoff of Gary V because I love, I love this. My favorite thing he talks about is uh, gratitude and empathy, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm like overwhelmed with joy and gratitude when I hear that, because it's just like, it means that what we're doing is reaching people. And like my nephew Hayden texted me the other day, telling me, I can't tell you how much I enjoy it, how much I get out of it. People listen to it on the way to work. And it's like, I just tell them that my, my message is the same. You have no idea how much that means to me. I'm overfilled with gratitude and empathy for, for people that are listening and more, more so gratitude that you would even reach out and say it, but just wait, because this is just the beginning. When, when people are listening to this, you know, they think that that we've got it all together. They think that a lot of the things that we that we're doing today, we had planned three weeks ago, and it's just not the case. I really think that it's kind of like when you look at a really good linebacker. Um, I'll use a local guy, Luke Keekley, as an example. 
you know, he was a guy that because his feet were so active and because he was so, so well studied and always spent time in the film room, it's funny how the harder you work and the better position you put yourself in as, a, as an athlete, as a football player in this example, the more opportunities you have to make tackles. And I feel like for us, you know, knowing who we are and what we do and what we're trying to accomplish, there's a saying that I've said to you a couple of times, and I, I think it actually, it really hit you once. There's, there's a thing that, that, that happens to a lot of people is called drowning in a sea of possibilities. You know, it's like, oh my gosh, I have so many things I could do. And you just think you're, you could hit any of them. But then what happens is, is you don't really focus on any one of them. And so they all fall apart. And, and so it's like, when you look at Mark Wahlberg, you think, and this is my, my wife's, first, Rebecca's first thing that she said was, why wouldn't he just keep making movies? He can make, you know, a, a $50 million. I mean, he, he, he makes hits every single time, right? And it's like, well, first of all, you don't know where his heart's at. He loves, he's an entrepreneur at heart, right? And they show when he does a movie, he's 90 days away from his family. Maybe he doesn't want to do that all the time. And he's found this way of not just doing things, but keeping harmony with a lot of them. And I would say, you know, not certainly not comparing myself to Mark Wahlberg, guys where 300 million is just an awesome dude. Um, he's Mr. Entourage, right? But, but, but what, what I think we've done even at another level uh, than Mark Wahlberg is we literally have synergy with every one of the things that we've put in our hub and spokes model. And I kind of want to break those open a little bit. So you've been at the beginning of this vision. Do you remember our first meeting when I, you know, you know, I met you and you kind of pegged my personality right away and I, you, you knew right away I was what? Yellow. Yellow what? Red. And, and the green I learned about. Yeah. But yellow, red is what I saw right yep. outside. Yeah. And, and it was for a good reason too. I'll bring this up is that you were asking the, the hostess or the server how she was and you asked her a specific question about her and I thought that was that was really telling of who you are and also what your personality is is that you weren't just saying hey how are you can I get a table it was hey how are you whatever her name was I don't even know because mm -hmm. I wouldn't have stopped to ask and then you asked her how her boyfriend or her husband was and, mm -hmm. and intimate questions about it and I think that kind of speaks to who you are as a person and, and that was something I appreciated from the first second. Well, and, and, and what I would hope you would say, and, and, and again, we're talking about authentic conviction is that I'm no different today than I was 14 months ago. And not only that, but the, showing that, that ability to uh, work with people and trust people. I mean, you know, I could be, I'm old enough. I have a daughter older than you, you know? So it's like, you do. but I once thought of it that way, you know, cause I'm like, I, I go into every session thinking, man, Josh has got a lot to teach me. I don't go into like, oh, I'm going to teach him. Now I hope you learn a lot from me, but you know, I, I look at it as, as, you know, and I remember, I look at it as, as, an, as an, we are, we are a team, we're in the boat rowing together, you know, mm -hmm. and, and for you to sit down and say, help me understand what problems you're trying to solve when you were trying to figure out what, what's your brand going to be, what, give me three words, four words that really explain who you are. You really challenged me to my core. Do you remember that or those early discussions when we were talking about branding and if you also remember, I thought right away, oh, we're going to be making videos about financial planning that I can just blast all over LinkedIn. I was thinking like a, like a five-year-old and you got me thinking like a 15-year-old in like a matter of seconds and I eventually I got a 40-year-old. How many videos about financial planning have we made? I think it's zero. It rhymes with zero. It, it rhymes with zero, I think, yeah. And so, so do you remember those early sessions where I was giving you pushback? Like, no, I want, to, I want it to be about recruiting financial advisors. I want it to be about this and that, it, you know, because I wanted immediate, I wanted immediate results, immediate reactions, instead of saying, dude, you got to build your brand first. People are going to see your value in all these other areas later, but, but what is your brand? What do you do? Right. Do you remember that meeting? I do. Yeah. We were sitting on the whiteboard uh, in the conference room here. And I think you, you were throwing out the problem you solve is I help people get insurance. I help people with their 401ks. I help people with, you know, their, their individual securities. I was like, no, no, no. We got to step all the way back and build who you are as a person. And it, it worked out perfectly that the book you were already writing and had cast aside was Authentic Conviction. And it really brought together all, all the things that you are and that you talk about. And it allows you to focus on what you're good at and the problem you actually solve, which is that you connect people. Right? That, that's what you do. You don't, you're not a financial planner. You are, but you're a connector more than anything. And that's what allows all these other parcels to build out. So when we talk about a hub and spokes model, to use Mark Wahlberg as the example that we can keep running with is, you know, he's got his, his W, his wall, 
his brand at the center of everything he does. He's got that, um, the, uh, the, the clothing, the clothing line that he has that is just unbelievable, by the way. Um, he's got Wahlburgers. He's got his movie production. He's got a thing called Unrealistic Ideas, which I love, which we actually are kind of ripping that off and creating our own thing, which we already yep. had an idea on. But so for us, you know, and, and again, this is something that you and I um, talked about. So I came to you, I'm like, Josh, it's all coming together now in my mind. Like it was like, right now, aha, here's what we got is we have worked so diligently that it, this whole brand started from the unfinished book that was on my desk that you decided to go home and read. I mean, I really think that that's what it was. Mm. And, and for the listeners that don't understand how fascinating this is, it was almost like finding uh, old art. I mean, you imagine, you imagine, uh, you know, the, the, the Christians walking the earth and coming across, you know, scripture and they're like, Oh my gosh, this is all this, this is all happening. We saw this happen, you know, but you're reading it later. Like you're reading this, this, this book that I started to write in 2012 when I broke my leg and I was laid up for nine weeks, non-weight bearing was awful. My writing was my way of keeping my mind healthy and my, my spirits up. And, and so, but then I stopped, remember I stopped writing after nine months, but I had a lot of content. I think I had like what, 12 chapters done and we were close yeah. to having it done. You said, I'm going to take it home and read it. And you took it home and read it. And you were most fascinated by the fact that, that, all the stuff that I'd written, I hadn't read it in like nine years. All the mm -hmm. stuff that you were reading is stuff that I was saying on a current level in a, in, a, in, a, in a present time right now. On a daily basis, you were using the same, you know, whether it's a one-liner, little jokes, but also on a macro level, the things that you were saying are important. So, I mean, it's crazy to think that you were building Apex at this time where the tagline is manage activity not results right it's all about managing activity and i think you used that exact phrase inside yeah. of the book and so you know the way that you were training advisors i was watching firsthand you were training them on the same things and you were you were kind of building apex out as a way to to work with those advisors and give them a path to run on and you have this book here that gives them all half the things they need already besides the program it gives them all the information they need and it wasn't even finished so mm -hmm. I think the, uh, so to save you from having to say, I think the way that I described it was this book is fire, which, which yeah. it was, there were some, there were some parts that needed to go, but 90% of that stuff, you know, ended up staying. It has become, you know, the core of what we talk about every podcast. And the cool thing about the book being the main brand and the brand being authentic conviction is a couple things. Number one, you know, your conviction should be at the core of everything that you do. And so to really work that this book that we're going to ultimately release, you know, this, this, uh, this winter, along with this podcast, that is just, we got to both admit far exceeded expectations, especially at our first pass at this, mm -hmm. to have that conviction at the core of everything as our hub and know that everything that we're doing around it comes from that conviction. What a cool story to tell. And I think, you know, when we start to look at that, you think, all right, you know, my, my main, if we're going to talk about, you know, a job. You know, I hate using that word, but a career for me is, you know, I love the financial planning world. I, you know, I got in this business 22 years ago. Um, any financial planner that would tell you that they, they've been flawless in their career would be lying to you. I made a lot of mistakes, a lot of things I've been able to learn from. Um, older I get, the more I realize that you, you, you own them. You, you, you work, you power through them with honesty and, and you keep working through them. Um, but you know, uh, by and large, it's been one of those things where I, I love what I do because I'm able to serve families, serve business owners and teach them how money really works and, and avoid unnecessary mistakes that they don't really, sh they shouldn't make, you know, cause they can leverage our, our, uh, experience and our knowledge, mm -hmm. but you know, above and beyond that, you know, how everything else is spun off, you know, that brand even it's in and of itself. I mean, I'm like a walking billboard right now. You know, this is our our new Fortegic brand. To have Fortegic as, as the brand that spins off first is, is absolutely true because that's given me the ability to pivot and do the other things that we want to do. I'll pause you there. Look at one of, I mean, one of the main things you brought up there. If, if I was talking to another financial advisor, my, my stepdad is one, a pretty big one out of Athens. If I were to ask him what he did, he would start talking about portfolios and about individual stock and bond decisions that he'd made. And the first thing that you brought up when you talk about financial planning is coaching. It's not that I'm going to come in and fix all your problems with my genius solutions. It's that I love connecting with you, learning about what's important to you and coaching you on, on how to get better in those areas. And then look at the other areas that we're working on, Apex, uh, Blue Skies, 
I mean, even portions of Rebel, it's the same thing. We found what you're good at and what you love doing, which is coaching and helping and working with people. And that's your green, your empathy, right? Mm -hmm. And found a way to leverage that into everything you do. And I think that's why it's so perfect. That's really well put. And you're right. And, and, and you know what? The cool thing, Josh, again, going back to Wahlberg, is you know that that we apply those same principles to everything that we do mm -hmm. everything that we do so today um i'll add another another spoke here as we're talking i think maybe this is a good progression here but you know i'm rocking the rebel hat today but like we've created this brand i'm telling you you can mark my words right now this brand will be so transferable and so i'll use it fire <laughs> uh that it's going to change the way people view, you know, uh, workspace and, and view work campuses. I actually think we can actually we can create a whole idea, a whole plan that people can follow in other cities. And I, and I think it'll be us, actually. But, I was going to say, what other people? Well, it's it's going to go through us. Yeah, it's yeah, going to go through exactly. us. So, but it's like, you know, what we've done with that and, and seeing today, seeing the collaboration you know, I'm almost taken aback by how many of the people that we bring in, whether they're general contractors or architects or um, partner partners in this whole venture, right? I'm I'm blown away at how shocked they are at how laid back, how trusting, how we see things, right? But then we say, look, you're the architect, right? Like Mark is in there doing the design today. I'm like, Mark, this is brilliant. I love this. But see, Mark took time to learn about what was important to us in that building. Um, so let me let me unpack this for just a second because I think I'm 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 getting ahead of myself. So Revel is a is it was a fifteen thousand. It's, it's a building project basically, and we were able to capitalize again. You talk about synergy and harmony between companies. You know um, our home at Fortigic right now is in Blue Ash, and we pay an exorbitant amount of rent. And we knew all along that we wanted to have the ability to buy a building that we could then have a little bit of ownership on. And, and run 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 that way instead of constantly paying rent, not having any kind of vested interest in the deal. So therein created the VC513 partnership that is a holdings company that, that basically has real estate interests and other things that we do that was able to leverage and buy the building through a multitude of different partnerships. And one of those other partnerships that spun off of VC513, which is a holdings partnership with me, me and four other partners, that spun off into its own uh, limited liability partnership, which is called Rebel. And this Rebel building is is, is uh, something that we took on. You have to acquire the building and then you got to, you know, work through a construction loan. And I've been working on this tirelessly since August of last year. Literally, I was at dinner with my family and put in the final bid for this building in August of last year. And so I remember I was with my boys. I was with my, uh, Tommy and Nellie and all my guys. We had just won, a, uh, uh, they, they just won their fourth tournament. And we were celebrating and it was just a glorious you know day and i get the calls like hey we got to move quickly on this and we moved and the rest is history but now this 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 fifteen thousand square foot shell of a building has become a basically a thirty thousand square foot uh building that has a, a, a mezzanine that pushes out and creates a rooftop that all surrounds the the event space we've got a co-working so a co-working space that is just going to be i mean it takes some of the the ones we have around the city right now and it's just I'm not trying to compare, it's not an indictment on any other spaces, it's just gonna be different. It's gonna be extremely high-end, a lot more quality over quantity. Um, but you know, they also, every piece of this building kind of has, has um, it, it plays into the other part of the building, you know? So all the people that are in the co-working space get to utilize the, some of the amenities of the event space that aren't being used, you know, including the rooftop and, um, and or they wanna run some seminars or do things. Like there's just such harmony between it and then, you know, we have our, our tenants in there as well, which one of our tenants in the Rebel building is Fortigic. Um, we're going to get to the one of the other tenants here in a second, right, Josh? Along with that is another one of our partners in VC513. His name is PJ Malloy, good friend of mine, very close friend of mine. He represents a company called Zinc Food Service Group. Again, you want to talk about Harmony. His office is a test kitchen. So now we positioned a test kitchen that can heat cool plate food for all the events that we're going to have whether it's a wedding or a bachelor party or a 40th 50th birthday party team building whatever it doesn't matter hold up to upwards of 200 people in in this event space and then not only that the technology that's going to be in that event space we'll have interactive boards and tvs and things that can really be next level type of stuff adjacent to zinc and um, along the same corridor of the entryway to the event space is the sonder tap room and the Sonder tap room is right next to where they're doing their small batch brewing or sour brewing and so 
you know, and I'm, I'm going to let you take over the other two amenities because they're pretty cool. So I can, we can we can share the mic here a little bit, but you can see how all those those facets of the building all play together, right? Yeah. Well, you talked a little bit about what's going to make this space different from any other, and I think there's a few ideas of yours that definitely make it that way. And so, one thing that I'm excited about is our podcast studio that's going to be available to all co-working guests. We're going to encourage them to build their own brand. These are going to be higher end kind of people that are going to have their own podcast. They're going to want to run their own content, and they're going to have the ability to do that through you know both the place and the people that we're going to put inside of this building. Um, and then what's great is right behind that, you're going to have access to the two golf simulators. So the golf simulators play into the tap room and into the area where you can get Sonder. Uh, you can go upstairs and there's a bourbon and cigar lounge, which is going to be great for those high-end meetings. I mean, I, I'm envisioning, you know, bachelor parties are going to be in here before they, you know, have a rehearsal dinner downstairs. I'm envisioning, you know, companies bringing clients in. This is, to me, this is a, this is a shark kind of location. This is, we're closing deals in this building. And so I think everything about that co-working space says I'm closing deals, not that I'm coming here to work on my laptop for a couple hours. You know what I mean? Right. The, uh, the other parcel that we've, you know, kind of put back into the, the corner behind Fortigic is Apex, which is, you know, going to be a huge part of what we're doing. It's our software company that is tracking activity and not results. And like you said, a lot of times before, there, there's nothing else like this. There's, there's so many people that are using CRMs or ERPs or some kind of system where they're tracking data. But what they're not doing is they're not taking new people on and giving them a path to run on. And I'm, I'm super excited. I feel like, how many, how many feet do we have in Fortigic? How many square feet is it? Do you know? Uh, we have about 8,000. 8,000? I, I, when Apex works the way that it, it does, it, it's going to fill that 8,000 square feet with advisors and we're going to run out of space. That's, yep. that's how confident I feel in it. Because it becomes so easy. Like we, you had a guy in the office today um, who, who's new and is coming on our team. And we're going to give him this path to run on, unlike anything else that exists. I mean, mm -hmm. from having a system to work on to having, you know, a software program that I can load my data on my phone, on my laptop. I have access to give this to my clients so that my clients can input data. It's all secure. It tracks what I'm doing so that I know that, that if I complete these activities, everything else will follow. And so I, I'm mm -hmm. super excited about that. Yeah. And it's, I'll tell you, it's, um, and, and I'll throw in the final piece. So, and we're, I want to circle back around the apex because, you know, running, running front to back, when you're looking at the building, which would actually be West to East, um, you know, a Fortigic taking on the roughly 8,000 square feet and then apex taking on another 1500 or 2000 square feet right behind it. We have a run of almost 10,000 square feet that really plays together. And you're right. Apex really feeds. The reason we, we, we even built it in the first place is, I felt guilty bringing new people into our business that that didn't have a, a very detailed uh, track to run on when when getting in the business. They're moving their families. They're moving. They're, they got to make a living, and here they're going to come in on a Tuesday and hope that their their sales manager or whomever is going to tell them what to do every day. That's not sustainable. It's not repeatable. It's not transferable, and it's certainly not something that can create multiple levels of leadership within your organization. And so, if people truly want to do that, then they need to build systems like that. And so, you're right. Apex is just I am I am I am so excited about it, um, and to have it right there in house where we're going to be able to think about it ultimately for us to be able to do big onboarding classes or or our Apex uh, Ascent School right where we bring people in from all the country that want to bring their advisors and do events we're going to be able to use our event space for Apex so we'll we'll circle back around to Apex because for the listeners Apex is another one of our spokes and how Apex feeds Fortigic and all of our advisors that we're onboarding, right, and developing, Apex feeds Fortigic, and both entities are all within Revel, which is owned by VC513. I mean, again, you talk about harmony, we'll come back, we'll come back to that, but the other, the other little two areas of the building that are really excited is we have a dual golf simulator room that actually is going to have a barn, like a sliding door, or I think what we're going to do is a hidden door now. We've made that change today with the architects that will allow our Fortigic space to open up into the golf simulator conference room area, but it also allows for the tap room area to, to open into that so that now you've got multi, multi use of, you don't want to do the event center. Fine. You can have a nice little corporate event where they've got the tap room and test kitchen, which is right next to that, open it all up and do a big client appreciation event or like a, a cooking class that leads into some drinks afterward and some golf, or even better yet, you go Friday to uh, Thursday night to Saturday night, you can have your bride and groom run all their parties through there 
and have the, the rehearsal dinner and do the events, the event there as well. So not to mention the fact, the final piece, which I know you're really excited about, and I want to kick it back to you, our, our hidden gem upstairs. You want, you want to comment on the final, uh, just, I would say just the the star on top of the tree upstairs next to the co-working space. I think the, the bourbon and cigar lounge is what you're referring to here. And uh, yep. there's so many options for what people are going to be able to do in this space. We're super excited about what we're going to be able to do with the cigars. As we've Phil, Philly's gotten you into the cigars over the last year or two, you'll be able to join me in there. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, what we're going to be able to do is provide, you know, custom cigars to people that are looking to have their own brand. I mean, if you want your own brand of cigars, you can have that. If you want to create a brand for a client that you're bringing in, you can have that. And it's going to be a space where you can keep, you know, whatever bourbon, whatever cigar you want in there, you're going to have your own locker. Um, and it's going to be a place that you can either have team meetings, you know, you can have, I, I'm super excited to have like a guy's night in there, you know, to mm -hmm. put together a group of, of business people that are like-minded and want to say, you know, we're going to come in here and relax on a Friday, but we're putting all the right people in this room where, you know, we're throwing ideas around, think blue sky ideas like we like to talk about. I think it's mm -hmm. going to be a great room for that. And then, you know, I, I, it's going to be a place I'm going to want to bring clients that like to smoke cigars or like to, you know, drink or do, do whatever. Um, we're going to be able to close deals in there. And I, I'm super excited about that. Yeah, I mean, this building's coming together so nicely. And not only that, but much like uh, Mark Wahlberg, you know, we're now able to partner. And this isn't, this is not an investment level that we're doing this on. These are true partners and owners of this, of this, of this partnership. And we've come at it that way because we want everybody understanding that it's like if me and you went in and, 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 you know, bought a rental house together and we, that was our, that was our side hustle LLC, you know, these people that have come into this, this partnership have come into it for the right reasons. And they've come into it with full conviction and they love it. And by the way, they're great people. You know, we've got, we've been very selective in, in who we're partnering with on these ventures because we want to do life with them because what we haven't shared is that, Every few years, we're working revenue from what we're doing from Revel into what will be our Airbnb and VRBO model, where we're buying properties at different different locations all over the country that not only will we rent out and be profitable on, but that we want to use and enjoy in our, in our lives. So that's what people don't realize. And, I, and if, if listeners can get in, especially our younger listeners, and it's not really especially younger listeners, but I want them to know what's possible, is that I'm going to rewind. I'm going to say especially our listeners that don't think it's possible because maybe they think they're too far behind. There you go. Okay. Is that they think, Oh, I want to, let's use, uh, let's use Florida. I would always, I've always wanted to have a second home in Florida, but I don't think I can do it. Well, no, you can, but you might not be willing to take creative paths. that can get you there. Right. The true wealth comes from people that have passive income. Uh, they have, they have control of their time, control of their energy, control of their, their mental and physical health. And um, it's not just about stuff. And so for us, you know, our, our partners all know that you want to do that. Why not just work that into our, our model, you know, have the partnership buy it. It stays profitable. But now we get the benefit of enjoying life together at these different locations when we want to carve out a few weeks. If we want to go to Norris Lake or Tampa, Florida or, or, you know, Las Vegas, Nevada or whatever it might be, you know, so so that Revel model is going to spin into that. But the, the clock's never ne until it stops ticking. There's always a way to do things if you want to be creative. I think that's a great point on passive income that you're bringing up. I think a lot of people, when they hear that, they're thinking, okay, people are, people are lazy. They don't want to work. Or you're just looking to get you know, filthy rich at some level that you know, people are looking down on or looking up at. I, I think what I love so much about what you're saying is that you're, you're doing this not just for the passive income, but for the freedom to enjoy time with your friends and family, because that's what's important to you. And it comes back to that core and that conviction and what you, you know, what you love and who you love and everything that you're doing is going to allow you more of that time. And so mm -hmm. I think it goes back to what you're saying about Wahlberg and Rebecca bringing up, why doesn't he just film, you know, a bunch more movies? Well, cause he's going to get to the phase where he doesn't want to have to go on the movie set, like you said, for 90 days. And he's going to be able, I'm sure he's at that phase if he wanted to now, where he can say, I have all these things that I've built and, you know, a, a lot more work up front allows you to be, you know, sitting on the sidelines or on the beach managing that for the rest of your life mm -hmm. instead of saying, I'm, I'm dependent on a paycheck and, and my work, I have to physically be here every single week in order to make the money I need to survive. You know, move, looking past that as early as you can, but, but like you said, it's never too late to do that. No, and, and the other thing is, you know who I think could take, take 
great notes on that. And what you just said right there is athletes, professional athletes. We, we have worked with, with some pro athletes and I love it. By the way, it has nothing to do with their net worth, right? Like you work with a lot of pro athletes and, and what you do with your branding and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So what I would tell a young person who's got $30 million sitting in the bank, there's doctors that have $30 million in the bank. There's attorneys, there's business owners. You're not, act, you're not as much, you're not as different as you think you are. The only thing that makes you different as an athlete is that your, your, your shelf life isn't as long. That doctor can be a doctor for 40 years. You're going to be mm-hmm. at, at best, you're going to be on average. Now I'm not saying everybody, but on average, you'll be lucky to do something professionally as an athlete for three. And so it's not what you make, it's what you do with what you make. And now you're creating something that is long-term sustainable because in five years, where's that check going to come from? If you're not, if the Cincinnati Bengals or the Reds or the Lakers mm-hmm. or whoever, when they're not writing your check anymore, you better position yourself. Or by the way, maybe you want to step away. Like Luke Keekley stepped away. He was the best linebacker in the NFL. Second time we brought him up there. I love it. Say next guy. But like he, he had, he had the, the financial wherewithal and, 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 and mental wealth. We'll call it that to just say, you know what? I'm done. I want to be able to like coach my kids and live a normal life without, you know, having regrets over my health. And he walked away. And I guarantee you, he did a good job financially. And now he's saying, what do I want? Not everybody can be Tony Romo and announce, you know? And I think, you know, he, he made the right decision. That's what he needed to do for his health. And if you put yourself in the right position as an athlete, that, that shouldn't be a problem. So you, you've brought up my, my passion here. And one of the reasons that, you know, I wanted to become a financial advisor is because some of the, some of the things I've seen working with athletes. And like you said, they only have so long that they can play. And I think another big thing to bring up that nobody wants to talk about is business acumen. It, it, business is something you have to see and taste and, you know, be a part of. I'm going on year five or six of owning my own business now, and I still feel like I have 50 years worth of stuff to learn. Mm-hmm. And so to, to look at an athlete who has never run their own business, you know, colleges really, I don't want to say coddle them, but they, they kind of take care of everything for them. And they say, look, you got to be in the gym. Don't trust me. They're working hard, but they're working hard on their bodies and not on, you know, their business mind. And mm-hmm. so I think you can look at a few players like MJD, uh, Maurice mm-hmm. Jones-Drew. He did yep. a great job of saying, you know what, I'm going to go back to college. I'm going to learn. I think, he's, I think he did broadcast journalism, but he has an MBA. He's good friends with Joe Mixon, a, a friend of mine. And he, he's making great decisions on how he's planning his assets. And he's starting to work on building businesses, building passive income. And that's the thing that all of these athletes have access to because mm-hmm. they can use their brand, like you're saying, from a Wahlberger perspective. You know, if I'm you know, this specific athlete, I can take my brand and I can leverage it into camps. I can leverage it into, you know, playing video games. I mean, something as simple as that, they can build their brand on and use that to go sell anything that they want to do. And so if there's an athlete out there that's not looking at how to build passive income while they're playing to the point that they have a paycheck when they're done, you've made a mistake. You want to do yourself a favor? Don't be interviewing financial advisors or, or people that you're going to surround yourself with that you want to, that you want to partner with to help you with these decisions based on how great their portfolio looks or how low their fee is or anything else. Partner with a group and a team of people that is going to be there for you and is going to challenge your thinking is going to give you information, not affirmation. And that in seven years or eight years from today, when you're not the big deal anymore, they're still going to be right there next to you saying, Hey, we've got this business running. We got this business running. We got that business running. And look, you're, you're, you're even more, you're, you're, you're more liquid, more valuable now than you were in your, in the peak of your earning years at, at, with the, with the Bengals or the Reds or whomever I'm using local examples. And, and, and you know what, Josh, I would say this. Um, we know a young, a, a young uh, surgeon here locally that, you know, it could be anything, anybody. And by the way, the economies of scale could be anything. I was at my wealthiest when I was, when I was single with no, with no responsibility. It's like when I made 40,000 bucks, man, and I only, was only spending 10, that's a margin. And I look back, I'm like, why in the world did I not do more with it? Had I, had I said, look, I'm gonna put a 10 year plan in place from 21 to 31. And I'm going to put $25,000 a year away so that when I'm 31, I can start any business that I want. I can have a real estate portfolio. I can do X, Y, whatever it is. Right. Like, by the way, I can't buy, uh, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not giving investment advice, by the way, I want to make sure that's very, very clear for both the podcast listeners and from a compliance perspective, I'm certainly not using that as a as a suggested plan. I'm just simply saying that anything that you, anything that you do, if you put a plan in place and you're patient with it, it doesn't matter how much you make. It's really about being surrounded by people 
you know, that can, that can educate you and get you to that point. There's nothing more valuable than a team that can look at you. And I, again, I'll look right down and I'll look at that athlete and say, do you want somebody that can actually help you help you build something out so that when that paycheck stops coming in, you've recreated yourself in a way that you've got five checks coming in from all the things you've been able to do for yourself. Does that sound like something that's viable to you? Yes. Okay. How do we get started? You know, and, and, and I would, you know what I would say, Josh, what problems can we solve? What problems can we solve? What is your brand? And it all it gets coming back full circle and the people that are listening, um, let me, let me, let me, uh, round third and head home here. Cause I want to, I want to briefly talk about our really cool idea. We we we're going to round out this hub and spokes model. So for the listeners, let's recap. So at the core of it is the authentic conviction, uh, movement that we're putting together. And then obviously our spokes that we've already talked about would be strategic, um, my financial planning firm that has been around for 12 years and continues to grow and thrive and serve people in all levels. And it's the most awesome thing. I, I'm, I'm again, filled with gratitude, you know, that I get to do what I do. Um, VC513 would be our real estate holdings partnership. Um, the Revel Group, the Revel Building Group was the is the is the building project that spun off of uh, our VC513 partnership to create an unbelievable work atmosphere and building that we're renovating and building out um, that will open in 2022 with co-working space, event space, and then obviously multiple tenants inside of it as basically a campus in Mason, Ohio, that's going to be unlike anything anybody's ever seen. Um, and then Apex 72 are sales activity management software program that we'll be launching to the entire financial financial planning world. And ultimately we'll be skinning that into other industries as well that, that can enable us and empower us to go out and work with organizations like ours, like Fortegic, when they wanna recruit and bring people into this industry, they have an onboarding tool that tracks activity, but also guides their people through a process. And so that'll be, that'll be a subscription software program that we're gonna launch that, that is uh, sky's the limit with that because there's nothing like it, right? So I think one thing that you brought up, and I'll, I'll send it back to you, is monetization. And so you brought up, you know, how, how are we going to monetize a brand like Authentic Conviction? And I think that's something that we're both really good at and really passionate about is finding a way to say, what do you love to do? What problem do you solve? And we'll find a way to make money doing it. And that's something that I tell people all the time. It's like, figure out what you love to do. And I promise you, there, in a digital age like this, there are people that want what you have and there is a way to make money on it. Whatever the model is, we can figure it out. So I think that's really led us to blue skies, green light in our conversations with some Miami students and you know, hopefully some UC and OSU students in the coming weeks and you know, kind of talk a little bit about what that idea is. Uh, blue skies has always been something that I've put on my, I actually used to, I don't know if I told you this, I, you're learning this real time here. I, I owned a, a couple of different domains that, that revolved around blue skies, had my own letterhead and all that stuff. I just tried to create something that was like a marketing spinoff of, of uh, in the, for the financial industry. But uh, Blue Skies has always been time I block out my week where I can kind of clear my mind and think of ideas. I've always been an idea guy, you know, and I, I have my notepads and endless amounts of notes and ideas. Uh, problem is, is that when you've got a lot of different things going on, and the thing I'm most proud of, you know, this is, is being a husband and a father. So when I get home, I'm not trying to bury my face in a notebook or computer. I'm spending my time with my kids because that's what I choose to do. But to me, that's wealth, right? So the problem is, is when you get these big ideas through your blue skies time, they don't get executed because you don't have the team, you don't have the, the, the wherewithal and the bandwidth to really run with it, right? It, when I saw unrealistic ideas from Mark Wahlberg, it, it pumped me up so much that, so you know what, Josh, we have been, um, and to catch up our listeners, we've been having Zooms with some of the Miami students that I was able to talk to at the Farmer School of Business at Miami University, my alma mater. And we've had two Zoom calls already last week where they're reaching out and saying, Joe, I'd like to talk to you about uncovering who I am, right? Discovering, you know, who I am and what I want to do. And it's just been awesome. We spent 30, 45 minutes with each one of them um, as promised. And I'll continue to say, if they want to do it, call right now. I, I, we will book it and we will do it. I will hold my promise. But now what we want to do is take this idea where we get to vet out all, all these various ideas that could come up, whether they're entrepreneurial or service oriented or whatever, but mainly entrepreneur minded people that say, I've got these killer ideas. And then we vet them out. We, we run through a committee. We run through, we run it through our, our own detailed process of figuring out which ones make the cut. Um, I think we're going to then invite them to maybe have some discussions on a podcast episode where we can get people listening and get their feedback. And we're going to decide on the ones that we want to then execute and roll out and make a company out of it. And so we're calling it blue skies, green light. That's right. Blue skies, green light. 
And so that's going to be our final, our spoke model. And, uh, you know, Josh and I are going to be working on the incorporation and figuring all this out and, and figuring out how we can make this happen. Um, and so we're really excited about this to not only give these young people that, 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 that mental runway that they have, that, that, that entrepreneurial runway that they can just say, all right, um, let's, let's run with this. If you, if you, if you're not going to fail and resources aren't an, uh, an issue, capital's not an issue. And you know, you got a team mm -hmm. behind you that'll support you. You know, I many great ideas can come from that. So we get to promote yeah. these young entrepreneurial minds and then, and then vet out the process and then actually say, Hey, this is now your baby. We're backing you on this and we've got the and, resources. And this is something that's going to take place again at Revels campus. And so it's going to be yes. exciting to bring them in and say, capital, not an issue. Marketing, not an issue. Video, not an issue. Anything that you need, we have access to somebody that has it and we'll figure it out. So if the yep. idea is right, it will work. Yeah. Kind of rounding out for now. I mean, but again, just ties into what we're doing, you know, and I, I, I'm really excited about, about that, Josh, because that, that really, that's so far up your alley where, you know, I get to bring my, my vision style, my entrepreneurial spirit, entrepreneurial spirit to the table. Um, because, you know, I don't really ever attack things thinking I'm going to fail. I never walked into the batter's box thinking I was going to strike out. I felt like I was going to rope a double to right center every time. And so, you know, guy, the, the guys and gals that we're going to be bringing through this process, it's going to be amazing that we can that we can, you know, say, look, let, let's, and it's not going to be, I don't want people to think it's completely unrealistic and completely frivolous in how we're laying out these ideas. There's going to be well thought out, well planned out strategies that we're going to then implement. And guess what, Josh, they might not all pan out and that's okay. I think that's actually great because I, I'm going on year five of a business that I, I enjoy and I put a lot of time into and I do get things out of, but it's not the home run that I wanted it to be. You know, it's not Microsoft. And mm -hmm. I have, I've learned so much more from it that if I ended up not getting another dollar out of it, it would have been a hundred percent worth it. And I think it's going to be that way for these kids that if, you know, you come in and run with your idea, you're going to learn more in three months of falling flat on your face than you are reading all the books in the world. And I'm a book guy. You can see from mm -hmm. the glasses and the books behind me that are mine that I love reading, but it's not going to solve all the problems for you. You just got to go do it. Right. Absolutely. And that's what we're going to, you know, have the opportunity to do. Yep. And, and, and in terms of monetizing, you know, think about this. I mean, Fortegic is pretty simple. We're a financial planning firm. We, you know, we, we, we drive revenue through the products that we position with our clients, the companies that, that, that pay us to, to sell their products, um, which is, by the way, not even secondary. I say it's tertiary to obviously serving them, educating them, and, and really listening to what their goals and objectives are. But bottom line is we're monetized through, through the, the companies that pay us um, and the fees that we're able to charge, but, um, you know, and then, and then obviously with apex, that's a subscription base. You talk about building residual income, but, but providing a product that people are going to need forever. Um, it's mm -hmm. never going to go away. It's never, the needs never going to go away. The buy-in is never going to go away. So that's something that builds residual comp, you know, for life. Um, and then in terms of rebel rebels, pretty basic, but see that what people don't understand about rebel is that we actually position it where, our main tenants that take up and rent space through five, seven year leases are actually enough to cover um, almost all the expenses, meaning that the co-working and the event space is profit. And it's, it's, it's the biggest margins are coming from the co-working and, and the event space. But if there's one thing we learned from, from COVID, you know, event spaces didn't do real well in 2020, did they? And they're really still getting hurt in 2021. And so, you know, to be bulletproof, I would say not bulletproof, but insulated a little bit from, from things like that, that could pop up. We learn from that. So in the years that maybe we don't run as many events due to unforeseen circumstances, it's not enough to, to, to damage the model because it's still break even, you know, and all the, mm -hmm. all the major revenue and profit comes from those two pieces. But um, I was going to say the, the one you, you almost missed there is official Joe Clark and authentic conviction, which, mm -hmm. you know, you're looking at it right now as $0 revenue. And that's because that's what it's supposed to be right now. But people don't mm -hmm. even understand the, the engagement you're going to get when you're going to go out and speak. We're going to be able to bring people in and speak at Revels Campus. That's part of the reason the event center is there. Mm -hmm. um, and the things that the book's going to do. We're going to look at NFTs. We had to get that conversation going at some point. You know, mm -hmm. There's so many options. Once you have a powerful brand, you can, you can do anything that you want. And mm -hmm. so building that first was, was the step. And I think finding you, know, you as somebody that, was willing to go all in and say, I'm going to build my brand understanding where it's going to take me. You know, it takes some vision to see that. And so that's, mm -hmm. that's been great. 
and and in the in the team. You know, there, there none of this would have happened if I was micromanaging. If if I'd been micromanaging this from the beginning, and saying this is how it's got to be, what I, or worse yet, Josh, not empowering the people around me and and having it wait on me to get it done. You know, I mean, it's you know, it's funny. Some people are late because they just they just don't know how to leave on time. Um, you guys get on me a little bit because it's not. I'm never late because I'm 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 just sitting at home twiddling my thumbs. You know, I get overwhelmed and I try to pack too much into a day, so my ambition kind of gets in the way, uh, or as, as Paul would say, my style gets in the way of my success sometimes. But um, it's not because of laziness; it's because I'm just trying to do too much sometimes. And so having people that you can trust is liberating. So, you know, you and Christina and Phil and Mark and Jen and Heidi and Brad and, and the, the list goes on, Jack and, you know, our whole, everybody. It's like, you know, you look at the people that we've really incorporated through that, that team structure. Um, you know, it's just been amazing. But yeah, there's no way that these things, these initiatives would even get to the point of monetizing or get to the point of pushing out to market if we didn't really think through things the right way and not ready, fire, aim but more of a, hey, let's make sure we're, we're, we're doing things one step at a time and not rushing it. Absolutely, yeah. And I think, you know, I'm, I'm starting to see the value of that and watching you do it and, and starting to build a little bit of a team around me. You know, Phil's, Phil's got John is going to be starting to do more work with me. And, you know, I'm starting to look at, you know, Justin from Miami to say, do you have some people that I can bring onto my team or start to find the right people? So, that, you know, like you said, you can take things off of your plate to say, you know what? This is, this is your baby, go handle it. And I think you do a really good job of empowering us with things like that. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it, it's much more effective to give the people, you know, in your charge help. And I think Paul actually on your last podcast said it really well, which was when you see people like a leader, they start acting like a leader. And when you see them like trash, they start acting like trash. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, we do a good job here of seeing people as leaders in their area. And when you see them as a leader, which you do, it empowers them to actually go be a leader in that area. Yeah. Yep. And another great lesson for, for, for this whole, this whole uh, episode here. And so um, this has been great. I mean, to kind of lay out our vision, I, I kind of had a moment of pause because I realized, Josh, you know, we, we talk about these things piecemeal, but we never really lay out the whole model. And this is a model that it isn't coincidence. I mean, I'll tell you this, it's a model that has morphed, you know, and has grown, but it's added it, but, pieces. Yeah. I mean, I say, uh, my favorite, one of my favorite lines, you'll laugh at this accidentally on purpose. Uh, but you know, a lot of things in life are accidentally on purpose. You know, I, I how in the world was I at Waffle House at, at two in the morning after a alumni college baseball game and run into Rebecca, you know, thank God I did because I wouldn't, I wouldn't be married to her and I wouldn't know my children, but it's like, you know, in life, I think you have a lot of things that, that come at you and you gotta be willing to roll them. But again, it's just like the, the linebacker example we gave, you know, it's amazing how, when you, when you work on your footwork, and you're putting the time into the gym, you're putting the time in the film room. And then the, and then the moment comes in the, in the game where you got to actually slip something and be in a position that maybe wasn't position A, but you got there and you, you were able to make the tackle. That's not coincidence. That's called mm -hmm. positioning yourself the right way, right way in an ever-changing world so that you can pivot and make the right decisions, but knowing that you're positioned to do it regardless of what direction it is. Absolutely. That's something we talked about in that first meeting. The meeting where I asked you, you know, what problem do you solve is we kind of, we drew that circle and said, here's the things that we want to be about. And we'll figure out what, what the things that we do are later. It's kind of the Simon Sinek thing. Like we know what our why is and now we'll just figure out what and how, and that's, that's easy. And I think we've made a bunch of pivots since then on how the podcast was executed. I mean, we've changed locations on the podcast. We've changed the way it's released. We've changed a ton of different things, but it was all with the understanding that we have the team and we'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. And so we're, you know, I think, better than any team on earth at, at pivoting. And so, you know, we're available at any moment to say, and I think that's part of us all being high reds, which is great mm -hmm. for that pivot is, is we'll figure it out, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. There's, I mean, the, the, the first decision you got to make is what, what's my destination. And then mm -hmm. it's not about, Oh, there's a roadblock turn around. It's like, no, that's where I'm going and I'm going to get there. I don't know how, I may not know how exactly yet, but I'm going to mm -hmm. get there. And, and we've been able to do it. And it's going to be fun to look back after six months because it's going to look even different than it does today. Yep. Uh, we haven't even added in, you know, um, I mean, your, 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 whole, your whole part of the, the spoke that we need to talk about and how we, how we properly position everything that you're doing on your branding and marketing side because nobody does it better than you. And, and it's going to be exciting to watch that grow as well. But, um, 
man, it's been great. I know we're up against it, but uh, I want to encourage the people that are listening to not hesitate to reach out. Like, I mean it. You know, we have answered the call every single time. The Miami students that reached out and said, I want 30 minutes. I want to talk to you about maybe how I can just have a set of ears and, and somebody that's been around for a while. You, get to, you can gain a lot from somebody's perspective because we're never jamming stuff down people's throat. We're asking questions and trying to understand where you're coming from without any, without any vested interest or without any ulterior motive. We just want to listen and talk. And so people want to reach out and say, hey, I like this idea of the green, uh, blue skies, green light or whatever it might be. Please don't hesitate because this, this authentic conviction project is growing by the day. It's so cool. We love it. And we want to hear from everybody. So Josh, how, how would you suggest they reach out to us so that we can communicate with them a little bit better? LinkedIn is the best way. So go into Joe's LinkedIn, connect with us, you know, send a message and say what you're interested in talking about. So many people on LinkedIn send out these bland messages of like, I would love to connect with you. But if someone comes in and shows you some initiative, I think you are immediately going to respond and, and be you know, open to what they have to say. So whether it's somebody that says, I hear blue, you know, blue skies, green light, and I think I could be a mentor to these kids. Let's talk. It mm -hmm. could be, you know, I have an idea for a business and I'm in college, but I don't have all the resources. Let's talk. It could be, you know, I'm involved in software as a service and I think I have something to add to Apex. Let's talk. I mean, there's a thousand areas. I'm an advisor that, you know, doesn't have a path to run on somewhere else and I'd like to get one. We can talk. I mean, there's so many different things that we can work on. And I think that's why our big thing is connecting. Like we're, we're interested in connecting with anybody and finding out, you know, what it is that drives you and what you're passionate about. And can we help? And if so, then let's figure it out and we will figure it out. Yeah. Well, this is great. I know um, I'm looking forward to hearing from everybody and uh, until next time, um, be authentic and we'll, uh, we'll be, we'll be teeing up another great guest um looking forward to to uh to the next chapters of this thing but happy we could share a story with everybody so uh great work josh i'm glad we got uh, we got j rock on the other side of the camera you look good my man you did a great job so thank you it was fun <laughs> <laughs>